Hey, how's it going? Thanks for stopping by. This is the midweek audio related to the nomic, which is um, a shorter read that I put out on a Wednesday over on Sunday Letters. SundayLetters.LarryGMcGuire.com And this week uh, I'm uh, digging into some of what David Lynch has to say about creativity and work. I let the next few minutes speak for themselves, but essentially what this is about is what happens to you and me when we go working for other people. Now, I accept that you've got to learn the skills of the game, whatever it is you've decided to get into, computer science, philosophy, accountancy, carpentry, plumbing, whatever it happens to be. But after you do that, I think it's it's absolutely vital that we get out and do our own thing. Now you say, you know, most people aren't geared for that. But I would argue strongly against it. Because, you see, it seems to me that in accepting a job designed by somebody else to which you need to fit is a flawed idea. I know a lot of people do it. I know most people do it. Most people work for other people. And this is the the inherent flaw in the system because it requires you to ignore whatever it is speaks to you late at night at 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. if you're not already snoozing your head off because you're completely bollocks from a day's work or zoned out because TV has melted your brain. Because that little voice that speaks to you and says, hey, you should do this. Uh, I think that's in everyone. And at some stage, I think we have to listen to it. I mean, we have to listen to it. Otherwise, work is just so unfulfilling. And if you're if you're lucky enough to find work that is fulfilling, I would say it's likely that you're doing your own thing. I mean, there's very few, I believe, that have found the degree of happiness and contentment and fulfillment from work designed by other people. Maybe I'm wrong. That's just the feeling I get. Anyway, I'm talking about this idea of fear and work. And uh, it's kind of taking a quote from David Lynch and running with it a little bit. If you want to read what I have to say, visit sundayletters.larrygmaguire.com today's article is free and you or you can listen to the next 10 or 11 minutes and if you like what i'm doing the stuff i'm recording and writing please consider becoming a supporter of the show there's a link in the show notes and also over on sunday letters that link again sundayletters.larrygmaguire.com support what i'm doing costs a five a month or 50 a year and uh, i'd greatly appreciate it So here comes this uh, little bit of commentary on fear and work. Take it away, Lar. David Lynch talks about work, I suppose specifically to do with filmmaking and how he runs a set. He writes about uh, how most directors operate uh, based on fear. So they instill fear or they adopt tactics that 
will bring out a particular performance from the actor. And he contrasts that with how he does things and says that um, operating on, on fear uh, only gets you limited results. He said if he operated his set based on fear, he'd only get 1% of what he ordinarily gets. He talks about people being primarily in fear in their work. Now, I don't know if he's speaking broadly in those terms. I would say that it applies broadly. Uh, because you see, within the contemporary work environment, you've got a structure and corporations work based on output having to be more than input. Now, it depends what industry you're talking about, but generally speaking, the output needs to be one and a half times more than the input in order for it to be a viable ongoing concern. And here lies the problem, because when uh, a group of people, an organisation, operate on this premise that it must be profitable in order for it to be viable, well then it allows the people who run that organisation to adopt less than ethical standards, you might say. So it makes it okay to sacrifice people. And in psychological terms, research terms, it's called burnout. A lot of people suffer from burnout. And uh, that's what happens because the work environment today's contemporary workplace is so structured and because you're required to fit, you know, uh, a model of the ideal worker, it means you're not the genuine you. You're essentially just a cog in a wheel. Your personality, that aspect of you and me that makes us unique we have to leave behind. We can't. Well, there's a certain degree of flexibility on that, but really, you have to do your job. You know, your job. Because the corporation requires it. The output of the corporation requires you to be something else. And that's more pronounced these days, given that in our Northern Hemisphere, Western industrialized culture, uh, work is mostly service-based in so-called uh, advanced societies work is more or less service-based and the labor-intensive work is either done by machines or else done by third world countries which is where we get most of our clothes so creativity is gone you can't be creative in your work not really you can't explore the depths of yourself as david lynch would describe it and bring out and explore these new ideas and you just can't do that the modern workplace doesn't allow it and uh, i think that's why most people are disenfranchised and you say well most people aren't disenfranchised what are you talking about they enjoy their work well i don't believe most people do enjoy their work i think they just put up with it i think most people put up with it and carry on in their work because they get a few quid at the end of the week and they pay off they can pay off their bills and maybe get a holiday or buy something nice, you know, and that's the substitute now, the buying of something, 
in order to soothe ourselves, whether it's uh, a few cans or a bottle of wine or maybe a little baggie or uh, a trip to the um, shopping centre. Retail therapy, we kind of use that term playfully, don't we? Retail therapy, as if it's okay, you know. When, and it is okay, we've made it okay, but it's really a substitute for what we really want, which is to dig deep and create something meaningful. But we can't do that, not with the way work is. Uh, and work is changing, of course it's changing, and work has become more service-based. And some people think that a lot of the jobs we have today are bullshit, like uh, David, David Gerber, if I got his, his surname correct. He died last year from COVID, I believe, in Italy. He wrote a book called Bullshit Jobs. Uh, and he wrote an article prior to that called Bullshit Jobs on um, Strike in Strike magazine. Um, so it's impossible for you and me to be creative, really. We can't, not really, if we're, if we're doing jobs and our work, how our work looks is designed by other people. And for a long time, uh, while I was in business, uh, the work was described, was explained, was dictated by the industry. So you go in to the industry, you carry out the work as the industry requires it, and then people pay you for it. That's all right. But there's not much creativity in that. You can't be yourself. You have to be a drone. You've got to be a drone. Otherwise, you don't fit in. And nobody wants you. That's the nature of the game. So when I read the likes of David Lynch, it kind of gives me fuel, you know. Uh, because you can explore yourself and play with media. You can write what you want. You can throw it out there and not too many people will read it or watch it. <laughs> and that's all right. Fuck it. What else would you be doing? I mean, how can you really be a, a, a unique, bona fide human being if you're not creating from within yourself? You're just doing a job that someone else says you should do under the command of other people. You're just, you're not a fucking human being at all. How can you be? You're barely a human being. You're just a human being, something else that someone else designed. So I don't think we have much choice in that regard. But it's difficult. It's fucking difficult to break out of that because there's a part of your mind keeps telling you you've got to get back in and you've got to produce. Widgets in, widgets out. Put a widget in, you must get 1.5 widgets out, or two widgets out, or three widgets out, or seven widgets out. And that's what happens when uh, people from uh, the Southern Hemisphere are put to work to create clothes and shoes and uh, handbags that Louis Vuitton sells for like 700 euro or 7,000 euro and uh, they get paid pennies for it. So, uh, but that's okay. 
But all of that's got to come to an end. It must, because these societies are becoming more expensive. And I was thinking the other day that uh, this whole concept of globalization, right? It's made it's made our lives more comfortable materially, but it's made other people's lives fucking miserable. You know, um, like children going down mine shafts to retrieve cobalt or whatever it is they're retrieving so I could have this camera that I could record this material on or that mobile phone over there and uh, if the boundaries if the national boundaries were still there if the global um, geographic boundaries were still there and that if you operated a business in Ireland for example then you had to hire and produce the goods that you sell in Ireland in Ireland well then, and every other country had to do the same. Well then maybe there would be less exploitation because that's what's going on. The people of the global south, in Africa, India, China arguably, although they're becoming more expensive, uh, Indonesia. Um, uh, the labour of those individuals is uh, used to produce goods for you and I at, at a cheap rate so we could have more comfortable lives but their lives are becoming more miserable and um, am I going off the topic I, I probably am um, so I think um, I don't know if we're going to burn out like on a broad scale I hope we do because there's a lot of dissatisfied people in work and okay you got to figure out how to make a few quid you're going to do material like this you're going to record material and you're going to uh, write stuff and all that kind of stuff but um, I don't think you have to worry about anyone else. I think you have to worry about you and I have to worry about me. In terms of the work we do, it's like David Lynch says in one of the quotes I included today, in today's article, um, all you can control is your work. So the work is primary. and You get into the work and you do your work for its own sake. Control the work. And uh, let it do the talking. Hey, listen. I write Sunday letters, as the name suggests, every Sunday. Uh, most Sundays. And on Wednesday, I publish a shorter piece called The Nomic. That's a bit of a mixed bag. I tend to throw in uh, maybe some poetry, some music that I like to listen to. Uh, a few doodles that I've been scribbling. Some ideas and stuff that I've come up with and maybe a few quotes from other people too um if you like what i'm doing the stuff that i'm recording please consider becoming a supporter of sunday letters cost a five a month 50 a year and occasionally i throw out deals for four quid a month and you can get that for life you know if you so choose you can jump in and out as you please there's nothing uh keeping you here uh, it just means that you show your support for what I'm at or your appreciation for what I'm at. Uh, it's not um, paying the bills at the moment. Maybe that will change. Uh, but in the meantime, 
uh, I'd like to do more of it. So if you like what I'm at, get over to sundayletters.larrygmaguire.com and become a supporter. Thanks for listening.